when we broke up, I've never been that devastated in my life. And I'm like, Welcome back to Star Milana, the podcast. This is season three, episode 11. And um, I'm feeling a little bit better this week. Uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks, um, but we're back. And, you know, Lena and I are going to try to make the best of this podcast. For those of you who don't know, Lena is my producer and she's also on the mic somewhere in the back. Uh, we have not quite gave her a camera yet. Maybe one day we shall. I want to say hi. Hey guys. Okay. Um, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> so if you're listening on the podcast app, there is a visual to this. Visit youtube.com forward slash starring Milana. Make sure to subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up. And if you're watching on YouTube, there is an audio to this. By the way, if you are a YouTube viewer, you did not receive the last two podcast episodes because um, Kobe's passing and I just was not in a space to edit actual videos and um yeah so i just put up a few podcast episodes i think it was just two on the podcast app apple mostly but they're available on most podcast apps so you can listen to them there but we're back and we're better and it's uh episode 11 and um if you are watching on youtube you get a bonus because i am wearing this fluffy pink jacket to celebrate valentine's week and i'm here sweating my ass off for you guys in this jacket so visually i can be you know aesthetically pleasing you're by the way you're not gonna get an episode next week on the 21st no that's friday we're all confused here <laughs> the 17th the you're... 23rd no monday <laughs> what days are you screaming out loud what did you say monday the 17th you're not getting a podcast episode because I'm taking a fucking break, okay? Um, I'm tired. Lena's going to be out of town. I said, you know what? If Lena's going to be out of town, then I'm going to take a break because I'm going to a break. I, I just want a weekend where I'm not editing, where I'm not really doing anything. I mean, I'm still going to be working, I'm sure, but like not having to like meet a deadline or do something. I just want to relax for one weekend in my house in 2020. I feel like I have not relaxed in my apartment all year. I know it's only been a month, but... Yeah, yeah you guys, Milana deserves this break. She works like 24 7, 365. You're so kind, as do you, darling. Yeah, so let's give her this. Uh, she can um, do a bubble bath with some salts I gave uh, her. I haven't had a bubble bath in quite some time. Yes, I need. I've been, because I, I don't take a bubble bath unless I'm planning on washing my hair. And the past few showers have been when I come home from work at six o'clock, I know Lena's coming over at seven, even though the bitch comes over at eight thirty. I rush into a shower to wash wash my hair for twenty five minutes, thinking maybe this day she'll show up at seven. Um, and that has been the extent of my like showers, just in between my job and Lena and I working on um our production stuff. I've been rushing through my showers, so I have not enjoyed a bubble bath. So I'm gonna get have a massage schedule. Like I'm just gonna try to relax that weekend. It's so funny, like. I take really long showers and I've literally the last week have like taken like 10 minute spin around like showers and I really like value my thinking long sitting really steamy hot showers take a hot shower I feel like I'm wasting time I know it, I love so taking hot. long hot I like to it to be like a sauna I like it to be so high and I like to like sit down in the shower really? and like reflect on my life I'm so like irritable and then if I take I can't take a bath longer than like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I'm like, I need the fuck out of here. Yeah. 
I feel that. I'm just like, I can't. I don't have time for this. Um, anyway, if you're new here, welcome. Here at Star Milana, we have uh, three segments. The first one's called BTS, where we recap my past week. The second segment is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and we try to offer a new or different perspective. And the third segment is called Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems um and this week we're talking about everything from uh the masked singer um impeachment not and the power of being single and enjoying your singlehood so let's get right into it okay so bts uh, my past week let's see first i want to say um it's kind of weird. I've been really sad, like, the past couple of weeks. Like, I felt like there's a cloud, like, a dark cloud over my head, obviously, with, like, Kobe's passing. It's just so surreal. And I feel like this week was so, this past week was so hectic and busy that I'm kind of, um, I was getting back, but now kind of getting back into, um, like, just acceptance. I think I'm in, like, in the acceptance stages of, you know, Kobe really passed and in this tragic way and um, we didn't get to see the second part of his life and and how it was going to play out um so I'm just kind of like in the acceptance stages of um his passing and I think for LA especially people in LA it's going to be really hard for the rest of the month um the memorial is at Staples on April 24th and that's you know quite some time away so I think February 24th what did I say? April. Oh, my God. What is April 24th? April 24th is the remembrance of the Armenian genocide. Um, February 24th, which is my dad's birthday, actually. Um, so the memorial's on February 24th. And I feel like for people, who, especially who live in L.A., um, not discrediting anyone's feelings who don't live here, but I think for people who live in L.A., it's just going to be a constant reminder. It's on every bus. It's everywhere, um, you know, up until the memorial. I think that's when most people will really you know, kind of like cry it all out and let it go. Um, but it's still very heavy on, on, on most people's hearts and minds here, I would say. It's really interesting because his wife, Vanessa Bryant, posted. So like it's 2-24-2020 mm-hmm. and Gigi's number was two. And then uh, Kobe Bryant's second number was 24. And then she wrote something like he played in the NBA for 20 years. For the so, Lakers for 20 years. Yeah, for the Lakers for 20 years. So just like how these numbers are so strong and represent so much. Like it, it's constantly these numbers like come back in like full circle but it's um it's definitely it's going to be at Staples Center and like they were talking about doing it at like the Rose Bowl or the Coliseum to like get more people in there but obviously at the same time like Kobe Bryant like built the Staples yeah, Center he's like a symbol weird. of that yeah but yeah. it it's going to be so hard I don't they haven't like gave out the details of like how you I'm assuming you're not going to buy tickets but how you like reserve tickets I could be wrong but how you would reserve tickets um to like even a part go me really wants to go but I'm just imagining it's a Monday at 10 a.m. Like, first of all, I have work, but I mean, we'll see. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, too, in Talkworthy. Um, there's clips of an interview that came out, so we'll get we'll get to that. Um, but let me finish this BTS real quick. I started a new show. Um, it's called The Morning Show on Apple Plus TV, I think. And it's with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon. Um, and a few really, really good actors. There's an actor in it, and I wrote his name down because, like, I can never remember his name. It's Billy Crudup. Crudup. Um, he's fucking amazing. You guys need to watch the show. I'm addicted to it. It's only one season so far, but it's basically about, like, a morning show host. Um, there's, like, a, a man and a woman, Steve Carell, and he gets accused of... Um, 
sexual misconduct. So like the whole Me Too movement with some people that work on the show with him. So it's really crazy. It's kind of like watching everything that we've seen in the past couple of years, but like played out on a show and it um kind of shows both perspectives both both his and like his experience with it and then now how a whole company or a whole group of people have to like regroup and figure out like what they're gonna do because they're trying to separate like the man that they knew and loved from this guy who was like charged with sexual misconduct so it's a great show i haven't finished it yet but i strongly recommend it um i also started real housewives of atlanta and oh my god like amazing can i just tell you that i feel like the oc i don't want to say it was a waste of my time because i feel like you need to see it just so you can catch up and watch the current seasons but like when you're watching real housewives you want to see people and lifestyles that are like aspirational right you want to see luxury you want to see sure you want to see what these people are doing in the cities and how they live in these cities but like oc really is just like a struggle bus for me like the women are struggling, the show is a struggle, and I, I'm glad that I'm caught up, but, like, I could have not watched that franchise and, like, been okay, um, but Atlanta is hilarious, and I watched it when it was on TV, and I stopped, so now I'm kind of, like, watching it from the beginning, really enjoying it, I'm trying to get Lena into the Housewives If I have to listen to Milana talk about real, the Real it. Housewives anymore, like, she showed me a clip from, like, a couple episodes back, and I was kind of, like, in awe and like could not like I could not stop watching like the the, racism, I, the reunion the yeah locking the reunion of it so all. like maybe I would get into it but like there's so many seasons so many cities like it's a lot it's, it's just a, lot, a lot but like you know I do it when I'm you know want to disconnect from the world and when I'm curling my hair um <laughs> we talked about this I watch Empire Power How to Get Away with Murder those are my disconnecting TV shows sure I'll let you have that um Book club's still going strong. I think we're in chapter four. four. Um, I have not finished all my tasks, but I do do my morning pages. And that's really been helping me, like, getting all of my thoughts and emotions on paper. And I feel like I get my worries and my anxieties, like, out on paper in the morning, three pages. And then after that, like, my day goes pretty well. Today I didn't do it, and I was in a shit mood all day. Um, And, like, you feel it. Like, you feel that tension. So I realized what a difference um, the morning pages have made for me. So I definitely want to keep going. People keep asking me about the book. It's called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And um, yeah, we're reading it in the book club. But we, when we finish this book, we're going to start a new one. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Jessica Simpson memoir. If people don't want to fucking read it, then you can wait for the next book. But I'm already all set on it. I actually bought the book because I'm so excited I know, to I just it. saw it and I was like, are you cheating on the book club? Like, no. I'm so confused. Like, are you reading no, two books at one time? Just, I'm like, kidding. I wanted it in my hands. I wanted it before I got It's really back. nice. The cover is beautiful. The cover is yeah. beautiful. The press for it is like killing it. So I'm really excited to read this book. I've also went back to the gym for the first time um, and it was... A fucking struggle if I have to tell you, like, if you, okay, so Lena and I, by the way, if you're new again, we produce uh, video content for, you know, our clients, and one of our clients is Iris Palmer, she just released a workout video, and it's great, but in her workout video, her trainer says, if it took you five months to get out of shape, it's going to take you double the time to get back into shape, and I was like, it took me three months to get out of shape, that means, it's going to take me six months to get back into shape, like, what is that, August? 
Like, I'm so concerned. Because You'll be ready for back, my birthday trip. Yeah, I'll be ready for a birthday trip. When I went back to the gym, guys, I walked on incline for 40 minutes. And I was so sore the next day, I couldn't even, like, walk. I did, like, walked on incline. I did a couple of uh, squats, some lunges with weights, and um, some step-ups. And I was done the next day. Done. Um, it's really tragic. And I need to go back into the gym. And uh, I, I've only gone twice this week. And now I'm, like... Bitch, you need to go. No, I'm super day. proud of you. You basically worked out in your apartment gym by yourself. Like that takes a lot of motivation. Just, just coming from a place where you can like go to a class I and need like to go to a class. Yeah. I'm there like, oh my God. But then I know if I go to a class, I'm not going to be ready. And I'm going to be like stressing myself out watching everyone because like I'm very competitive. And then I'm going to push myself and then get injured. Like this is what happens. Yeah. So start with um the yoga. I know. I need to go back to yoga. I'm just like, there's so much going on. Anyway, um, the next thing I want to talk about is like really kind of like shameful, but um, I watched the Super Bowl and then right after the Masked Singer came off and I could not turn that trash off. Like that stupid show is so stupid, but it's so good. It's like so bad that it's good. Have you seen it? No. So it's funny that she says this. So I saw on her stories, like her, she's watching the Masked Singer and I'm like, I'm, Milana doesn't watch this. I'm like, what is this? I'm so confused. I've never heard of this. And then like, Little Wayne takes a robot thing off his head or whatever. And then I was driving to Orange Theory in the morning the next day. And they talk like it's Power 106 and Nick Cannon apparently is the host. Uh So he was talking about it. And I was like, I don't know what this show is. Like basically from my understanding, it's like big artists are like masked and they're like singing. It's actually like B-star. Like B. B, Little Wayne's not a B-star artist. I know. But I think he did it because his album was coming out. Maybe, yeah. promo. But everyone else there is like a B-lister. That's funny. lister oh she went from b to c but it was just like why am i watching this who is this person and then when lil wayne took his mask off i was like oh man they got lil wayne i think the appeal to it is that they're celebrities or well-known people if it was like dick schmo walking down the street like and he took his mask off like no one would give a fuck you know what i'm saying yeah that's Um, funny so anyway i only watched one episode i'm like oh i don't watch regular tv like it's on fox like i'm never gonna watch fox again and then i turn on hulu and i guess they put the new episodes up on hulu so Maybe this week I'll see who, who, who gets their mask off next. Now she's going to be it's addicted. kind of addicting. That's um, What else? I started my period. You guys, Tylenol does not work You just need me. to stop telling your podcast audience about your period. Like, Listen, whatever. Let's talk about so the thing is, like, if you're on birth control, you don't feel this pain. Some of us wearing furry jackets on camera right now. Um, are not. So those of us that are not ex- like experience extreme pain every single month i'm talking about mine are so bad i'm like on the floor at work rolling and i took tylenol instead of ibuprofen because i know ibuprofen is my friend but i decided to take tylenol like a dumbass and it does not work i took 1500 milligrams and i was crying at work i was like fuck this who needs a liver and i took 1600 milligrams of ibuprofen 30 minutes after i took the tylenol so basically i was swimming in what was that like almost 3000 milligrams of painkillers <laughs> Oh my god. This can't be good. It's the only time I've ever done that. I will never do it again. Lesson learned. Fuck Tylenol. Um, she does not recommend this um course of action. Right. Um, and then my rod in my closet broke because the evil eye is real, but I fixed it and fuck you and your evil eye. So that's about it for me and the BTS segment. I'm ready for Talkworthy, the Super Bowl. Um you know, I have to tell you, can give a rat's ass about the 49ers or the Chiefs. Would have been interesting if a team that I actually liked were in the Super Bowl. But um, so, yeah, so I didn't really pay attention. I ate. I hung out. I drank a lot of wine. Um, 
the concert was good. The halftime show that was really good. Actually, yeah, I really liked it, it a lot. It was so good. It was that really I'm like, good. Who who else has been this good? You know, like Justin Timberlake was good. Um, Beyonce was Beyonce was amazing. good. I did not like her set. I didn't mm. like all the screens. It was too technical for me. I and you to kept see mentioning that, and I can't remember the screen. It, it was like a screen here and a screen yeah. here. It was like an L shape. To me, it was too much going on. I like um, the her them on the field, like um, the dancers on the actual like football field. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I feel Bruno like, Mars was really good. Oh, Lady yeah. Gaga's always good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like kind of nervous for J Lo and Shakira because I'm like, damn, like. You know, you know, we hear that JLo is a triple threat and like some people like she can't sing. Some people are like she can. And you just never know what's going to happen. And so watching it, I was like, oh, shit, like that was pretty good. I don't know who lip synced and who didn't. And if either of them did or didn't, does it matter? Like, yeah, I don't. That doesn't bother me. It it's like this is a me. this is a whole ass performance. It's a performance. It's exhausting. L- yeah. Like and it's also on live television. So it's like if you have to lip sync, like I'm totally. Bad. Yeah. Like I that doesn't personally bother me. It's very difficult to dance, perform like and sing all at the same time. Like Beyonce doesn't like but, most but of the times, going, but it's very, very yeah, difficult. But if I'm going to like your concert, then I yeah. want you to do that. But at the Super Bowl, like it's just so much because it's live. You have the people at the game. Then you have the people watching on TV. It's really so much pressure that you almost want the people to lip sync because, like, you don't want that uncomfortable moment, yeah. you know? Um, unless you're a band and you're not really moving around a lot, then, like, you should probably be singing or, like, a rapper or something. Um, I really liked – yeah, I liked how they had um, Bad Bunny and um, – Love Bad Bunny. Love J Balvin. Yeah, just, like, the um, mix of all four of them, like – it was really cool. The Latin flair going on, the, the Puerto Rico flag. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was like, I, I was really excited. And it was interesting because I thought it was J-Lo featuring Shakira, but no, it was J-Lo and Shakira. It was like a dual performance and I never... It was featuring J Balvin and Bad Bunny. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, Pitbull. Like, I was thinking about this. Like, they really left him out and I almost feel like it was intentional. <laughs> I have to tell you because he is like Miami. So it's like, where is Pitbull though? Like that was really crazy. Not even one song. And I mean, you never know what goes on behind behind closed doors. You don't know if he was like, no, I want to be one of the headlines. Like you just don't know what happened. Or if he was even offered, I would really love to hear from Pitbull. Um, but I just felt like he got the cold shoulder on this one. Yeah, it's definitely. Okay. I um, think yeah, it was cool that uh, J Lo had her daughter, and then she made that like subtle political statement the which cages. I yeah, yeah and the flag and like the double flag like the American flag and the Puerto Rican mm-hmm. flag um yeah I thought I like the fact that it's like subtle and you use your platform to still get a message across that's important to you I do too and her daughter is beautiful and has a beautiful voice yeah um the last time I checked next topic is that coronavirus has reached a 700 person death toll um china japan and i think it was thailand had the most cases reported you guys i don't we're gonna get a documentary on netflix about this one day and just like get the 411 and how the fuck this even happened okay guys the next thing i want to talk about is the uh gail king and lisa leslie interview so um the, i have not seen the full interview i'm not sure that it's out yet but we did see a snippet in a clip that um the network put out and basically in this clip Lisa Leslie is being interviewed by Gail King, and Gail King is asking her um, things about Kobe and about Kobe's legacy. And um, you know, she she proceeds to ask Lisa about his alleged um, case back in two thousand three, two thousand four, 
where he was accused of rape. Um, remember, it was like dropped, as, but it was also settled out of court. So she asks Lisa if um, this is what she said. Let me get you the exact quote. Um, I don't have the exact quote, but she asks Lisa, do you think that the case will um, affect his legacy and how he is uh, portrayed and seen by people. And Lisa Leslie said, I don't think so. Um, I've, she said that I've been out with him. I've never seen this side of him. I have other basketball friends that are guys that are more like assertive or aggressive with women. Like I've never seen Kobe behave in this kind of manner. So to me, um, this does not affect his legacy. I've never seen it. And so that could have been the end right there. But Gail King proceeded and said, but that's the thing, Lisa, you wouldn't have seen it. Like, you wouldn't have seen it. So she got a lot of backlash. People were flipping out, um, saying she's disrespectful. They haven't been even buried yet. Um, you know, people were really upset. He just died. People are mourning his loss. Like, he's a legend. He's a hero. And she was, like, really pushing on um, this case. So... It got really bad. Snoop Dogg spoke out. A lot of people were really, really kind of cruel to Gail. I just, I do think that the way that people were reacting was kind of like fucked up. Um, but she put out this video saying that um, she's upset at the network because they only showed that clip. Like people haven't even seen the whole video yet. And the context of the whole video, you'll understand that they talked about Kobe uh, throughout his life and like his legacy. But this is part of, you know, his story. And so she was just trying to get a little bit of that story out and basically trying to put like a cap on it and she said that Lisa Leslie did a really good job of putting like a period to it when she said that the media just needs to stop talking about it because they need to respect um you know that he just he passed and also that like they weren't talking about it before basically so why are we talking about it like now and um so Gail went on and said this um here's my problem you know, I was kind of torn. I was really upset and hurt when I saw this because like, yeah, I'm a Kobe fan. I said it last week. He's my hero. And for me, it was really hard to watch because like he's not here to, to vent himself or talk about it. And um, this was settled outside of court. The girl dropped the charges and then they went and she filed a civil lawsuit. So it's the whole case is really murky. Um, and I'm not going to discredit what happened or her feelings because I don't know. I wasn't there. We don't know the ins and outs of that case. There was a lot of speculations but regardless aside from that then I saw the other side of it like Gail King is a journalist like she is her job is to get the truth to get the story to ask the questions that people don't want to ask but what she's failing to understand is like yeah sure she asked the questions and she did her job um, interviewing Lisa Leslie but when Lisa Leslie said you know I did not see this side of him and I do not um, believe that this, you know, this, his legacy should be, this should be a part of his legacy. When Gail said, yeah, but you wouldn't have seen it, Lisa, like, that's the thing, like, you wouldn't have seen it. Basically insinuating that, like, you weren't there and, um, and rapists or people who, um, ha have this kind of behavior aren't always showing it. So to me, that seems like she was accusing him of, that case and um being guilty and to me it appeared that she was basically saying that like the person you know or the person you call your friend is in fact a rapist and you wouldn't have seen him because he's your friend and he's not going to show you that side of him so that's my problem with the interview it's not the fact that she asked the question even though i do think it's too fucking soon guys like literally like they haven't been buried but my problem is that the insinuation behind when she said that's the thing you wouldn't have seen it. That's my problem with her interview.
So I I saw it, and, like, the first thing is I saw her reaction. Like, she did, like, an, uh, a clip on Instagram, like, an IGTV, and it was, like, like pretty long, like, explaining that this was taken out of context, and if you watch the whole interview as a whole, then it wouldn't, like, look like this or whatever. I completely agree with, like, what Milan is saying. My, it's actually interesting. My initial reaction was, like, I was more on her side and, like, felt bad for her and was, like, believed kind of her explanation. Um, but the, what she tried to claim, which was like what rubbed me the wrong way that she was, she tried to claim that she was asking these questions to dead the whole topic. Like as a journalist, like that's what she was claiming. And I I bought that. Exactly. So I bought into it when I first saw it because I didn't see the clip first. I saw her reaction first. And then I was like, oh, like I get it. Like things can be taken out of context context or whatever. And then again, I was driving to Orange Theory and like listening to the radio and it was like 92.3 and they were basically talking about like why are you bringing this up like basically as a society like why don't we look at like the positives what people do like like if someone's legacy is overwhelmingly positive and this person like grew and this person was a good influence and people looked up to this person and some of these allegations could be incorrect and you you don't know the full story and this is like what over like 15 years ago mm-hmm. almost you know what i mean like why are yeah. yeah why are we bringing this up now and looking at a mistake that um whether like even if you even if you just look at it in the fact that he admitted that he cheated on his wife like that why are we highlighting that mistake instead of you know what i mean like highlighting all the positives of like such a good person he is and how he you know what i mean of like a person of service and like um it represents hard work and i was and i was thinking i'm like the fact that she even asked those questions, I was like reflecting on it and and the way she did it was just very interesting. I, the, my issue was I didn't buy her explanation. Like in the moment, if she was just doing her job as a journalist and we never know somebody's intention, maybe her intention was to like bring up the topic just to close the topic. I don't know if that makes sense. Like she was like, trying yeah, to claim. I like some people were thinking about it. and someone, Exactly. Someone so she wanted to like question. I get it, but it's, address it's, it. The, it's what she said after to me. She still claims that that part of it was that she was trying to address it and close it for like everybody else. Like basically ask the questions that the the um the devil's advocate yeah, people would but, would ask that's but, what she was claiming but like asking his best telling his best friend no you would not see that your friend is a rapist is like insinuating i mean she didn't say rapist but, but you're, that's what she's saying you wouldn't have seen this she's basically tra- you I'm, don't know yeah i'm it's not like, defending her but she's basically what i took from it like i think people that it's put their perception and maybe your perception was that she was accusing him of being a rapist the way what she's trying to get people to buy into is basically that she's saying like you wouldn't have seen it when you're so close to somebody you wouldn't um see that and again like she's trying to claim her intention yeah, was but why are we talking about that after she answered the question yeah no no so i completely pushing it and that's i completely agree yeah. so what i'm trying to articulate is that i didn't like her like dancing around the topic and like lying about it instead of saying like no like she really could have just came out and said i'm like a journalist this is my job to ask these questions and just disassociated herself from trying to care about the person or the person's legacy or the person's family that's what bothered me yeah more so i just don't like people like beating around the bush or like making excuses or whatever but it's on it is insensitive and I think, like, why don't we, like, look at all of the good things? I don't understand why we're trying to highlight somebody's bad, like, it you know what I mean? It hasn't even been three weeks. Yeah, I mean, like, and then, and, like, let's look at it. Honestly, I kind of want to quickly bring this up. Like, the network to me is just, like, the, the, the top of the line, like, evil to come out. They know what they're doing when they release a clip like that. Yeah. So it's, like, the, it's just disgusting. Yeah. Like, it, her, she could have... 
you know what I mean, not have had that bad intentions. It came out the like the wrong way or who knows, you know what I mean? I don't know. But like for the network to release an isolated clip like that on mm-hmm. her and on him, like shame on you. Like it, that's like yeah, honestly trash. so bad. Yeah, like the media is trash. Speaking of um, accusing people of shit, so this uh, clip came out of Amber Heard um, telling, uh, basically admitting, I don't know how it was recorded, maybe it was recorded by Johnny Depp, basically admitting that she hit and beat him um, at a time. But if we remember, uh, he was accused of abusing her and he was um, fired and lost like endorsements and was fired from movies because people automatically believed him. And his ex went on a writer and actually his ex went on a writer and his ex like partner of 14 years who has kids with both went publicly and said this is very shocking i cannot believe it he was never like this with me i would have never imagined that he could do this i don't think that he could do this because he is not like this person that he's being accused of so i don't know this with this coming out and then plus this gail king this lisa leslie shit is like it really does like show you that like don't immediately believe everything you hear or read like people cancel johnny depp in a heartbeat just because um her accusations happened in the wave of you know the me too movement and um right just kind of like when women were finding their voice um this is when the news kind of came out about him and people instantly believed him even though two of his partners came out and said this is like i can't i will never believe this i can't believe this is true um and we canceled him not we i mean i didn't even really pay attention to it to be honest with you but most people did and come to find out three years later there's an audio clip coming out and he's suing her for defamation because she was the one that was actually hitting him and um yeah so i don't know i just that's all i have to say about that that story just wanted to paint the picture of just like don't believe everything that you read or hear um In a little bit of lighter news, Kim and Kanye's uh, Architectural Digest interview and photos came out of their house. Some people are like, we already knew a little bit of what their house looked like. They've shown pictures before, but um, I don't know. People are into it. Some people are not. I'm actually really into it. I love like the minimal look and like the natural stone and earthy tones and just like nothing around. I do agree that it really helps with like anxiety and you're not walking around shifting a candle or doing this or doing that like I personally really like it but there's also a part of me that loves like a cozy blanket and a house and like pillows so it's like that part of it isn't there in their house but I just really do like how it looks and I do think that you know we are moving in the direction of like a little more minimal um design and this kind of style is really popular and um yeah I'm really into their house and I um I do like that their kids rooms are really colorful and just have a few things going on but still following this like super clean minimal idea um you know less all the tchotchkes around town um I actually watched um the interview this morning on YouTube me too yeah what did you think about it it was it's so cute people think they're so awkward I think they're so cute I I love them they're so cute and it kind of just showed me and I really like that like there is someone out there like made for you like Mm -hmm. they honestly I just feel like morphed into developed like developed like to be for each other like they just having that love for design and like you know what I mean? They bring they brought that out in each other, like design and art and like their morphing of their like style and stuff. So I thought that was really cool. And I think, yeah, I think they're like quirky and cute. I, I The interview was super cute. And you obviously see like they're like dynamic and um, Kanye yeah. is so funny to me. <laughs> this is like 
oh, we don't have a jacuzzi. Yeah, <laughs> that part, yeah. Like, oh, that she loves taking selfies, whatever. Like, yeah. there's just no, like, whatever that saying is, there's, like, no corner unturned with them. Like, they know everything about each other, kind of. And, yeah. you know what I mean? They love, like, all those little, like... They're so cute. Yeah, pieces of each other. So I liked watching that interview. Mm-hmm. You know who's not cute? Oh. Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill. Oh my God! <laughs> like, I couldn't what? even look at that shit. I the saw it and I was like, going on? "I'm not surprised." If anyone is gonna be the people to get in a fight in a store with their ex, it's Nicki Minaj but and Meek Mill. But it's not even that. Then it went to a Twitter. Battle. Yeah. Then I saw the other okay, Twitter. Okay, so yeah. here's my. I'm gonna let Milana take this one. Here, like, I'm not gonna read you all the tweets. Basically, it started off with Meek Mill being petty, Betty, liking a photo that was making fun of Nicki Minaj's husband. So he liked it. He gave it a you know double tap. She got mad. She went on Twitter. She basically said that he's, like, you know, up her ass and, like, still, like, been talking about her man for years now. And then he said something, and then she accused him of abusing her and being a woman beater and, like, hitting her in their relationship, hitting his sister, hitting her mom, like, all of these things. Then he went, he accused her of knowing about her brother's um, rape, like, her, her brother's, um, apparently he's well not apparently her brother is going to jail for what is it 25 to life or something for raping is it his stepdaughter i don't even know um but basically he's alleging that Nicki minaj knew about it and um was even you know paid for his lawyer fees and and try to help him get out of that so they went back and forth for a while i have no side to pick because these are both really like strong allegations like she's saying he beat her and he's saying that she knew that her brother was walking around town raping this little girl so it's like really crazy um again i have no side to pick but i will say that like yeah mikaville is petty but like she's not been very nice like in the media she's not been very nice like if people in the industry say the same thing about yeah, her she doesn't have a good she's reputation she's not having a good rep right now and um and here's one thing i will say like nikki this is an example like if you don't want um your skeletons or things about you to come out then it's like you have to kind of roll your eyes and keep it pushing him liking a photo making fun of your husband is not something to kind of like go off the rails on it's like an eye roll kind of thing better to ignore it than bring light to it and like now you're bringing light to it like sure it's like probably annoying but for him to like that photo and for you to flip out like that's kind of showing that you have some insecurities and it's like when you open that door and you start saying things about someone and they know you and they've uh, been with you like and they know all of your personal demons like yeah you have to prepare for all of your skeletons to come out of the closet so that's my only thing with that situation it's like that would have been better left like yeah better left unsaid unsaid. like you don't need to answer every little thing answer to every little thing somebody does like she obviously is still affected by it or yeah there's some insecurity there if you feel the need to respond yeah like why don't you focus on something else i mean let sometimes you have to let people be petty like not everything deserves a response yeah um, so the last few things I want to talk about are really short and they're all politics related. I have to be honest with you guys. I've not been keeping up with all of my politics because like the impeachment, like obviously he didn't get impeached. We knew that this is just, we like, said that here on starring Milana, just click back to like three or four episodes yeah, ago. He, we knew he wasn't <laughs> going to get impeached like duh, because like, it's, I don't know, but I think this will forever stay like leave a stain on his, um, presidency. Um, but the Iowa caucus is supposed to determine who is the top candidate for um election and you know i think obama won the iowa caucus uh, when he was running the first time against hillary clinton and that really did determine like that he was probably going to win the election so everyone's been waiting for them to you know there's so many democratic candidates and 
for some reason, the Iowa caucus couldn't get the shit together. Now they're coming out basically saying that like Peter, I'm going to butcher his name, um, Peter Buttigieg is in the lead and then Bernie Sanders is right under him. And that is like that those are the top candidates to run against Trump. I don't know. That's a- allegedly according to the according to the Iowa caucus. That's that. Um, Honestly, I don't even know. Like nothing I thought like nothing I thought was going to happen is happening. Like I don't know where Be- Beto is. I don't know. Elizabeth Warren is so fucking low on the list. Michael Bloomberg didn't even have a fucking vote. I mean, it's like I don't even know what's going on in politics. I'm at this point. I'm just like, can we just start the process and end it? Because this has been a nightmare of the past like four years. And it's either going to be another nightmare of four years or, you know, it's going to be a, a, a blessing and a and a I don't know. So that's where I'm at with politics. I will end the talk worthy segment by saying that um, no matter what, I stand with Nancy Pelosi always and forever. People are saying that she's so disrespectful for ripping up that speech. Who and, cares? Like, I understand. Like, I feel like if no. it was Donald Trump who ripped up the speech, people would be like, what the fuck? He's so disrespectful. Like, I totally get it. However, he didn't shake her hand because he's petty. And it's like, at this point, anything goes. This man stood in front of a, a crowd as they chanted, like, send her back. And it's like, that's decency. Like, that's okay from the president of the United States. Like, Fuck that. Like, if Nancy wants to rip up a script, she is, like, 70 years old. She don't give a fuck. She's going to rip up that speech, sorry, and move on with her life. I respect her for that because, to me, that's a symbol of, like, I do not condone this or this man versus, like, she's put in a position where she's surrounded by these people that she does not share the same ideologies with. And she's consistently, when there's a camera or a light on her, she's consistently showing that she does not agree and she does not stand for this. So basically, like, when things are happening that, you know what I mean, she thinks are wrong, she's taking a stand for that, taking a stand for them and showing people, like, this is not okay. So, like, I respect her for that. Like, is she just supposed to sit there, like, what, a quiet, like, good woman and just, like, be respectful to these people who disrespect, like, the citizens of the nation? Like, come on. So, love you, Nance, forever in our hearts. Um, and that's the end of the talk worthy segment. So we're going to move on to dropping gems. And, you know, we thought that since it's Valentine's week, um, we wanted to do a topic on relationships or love. And this past month, there's been a lot of stories in the media talking about breakups, um, and just the emotions of a breakup or relationships. You know, Selena Gomez did an interview talking about her song, Lose You to Love Me and how, um, you know, it's inspired by her past relationship, obviously Justin Bieber and um, kind of going into, you know, how she basically had to, like the word say, lose someone to love herself. And, you know, she she dealt with emotional abuse. And then we have like Halsey, who was like turning up on people in the middle of a concert because they're screaming out her ex's name and like she's not trying to hear it. And then Tanache, who basically admitted that like she was drunk for six months after she found out that um ben simmons was dating kendall jenner so like really heard about it um so i thought that like a lot of these topics are focused on like now being newly single or dealing with past relationships so i wanted to talk about how empowering it can be to be single um i think that like most people that are single hate being single they don't like it they don't see the joy in it but like personally me i enjoyed being single um i'm very happy that i have a significant other however i think that like being single sometimes is very beneficial to your personal growth. Um, and of course you grow in relationships. Like you, when you're in a relationship, you can also grow as a person, but I feel like you can never focus more on yourself. Um, 
than when you are actually single. Uh, my most productive times in my life were moments of when I was single. Not saying that I'm not productive now, but I think that like you are basically laser focused because you know you don't have cut to share those responsibilities of like being with another person and the compromise and the time and all that stuff. I completely agree with Milana because I feel like whether it's like physically, emotionally, mentally, like you can focus on yourself professionally, you know what I mean? Whether it's like starting the business you wanted to start or like working, you know what I mean? Like if you want to like start a new hobby or like get into working out or you know what I mean? You know, focus on like even in general, just like, you know what I mean? Growing yourself uh, personally. I think like you have more of an opportunity to do that when you're single versus like when you're in a relationship, you're usually like nurturing somebody else and like managing that relationship and you know what I mean? What that person needs and what you need and trying to find that like medium. So I definitely think, I mean, even from these three stories that you mentioned, I feel like all of them, the highlight or the commonality and the thread is that like they needed actually time to themselves to either work on themselves or find themselves just to be in a place where you're happy alone. And like, I feel like maybe these relationships or breakups that they had highlighted things that, you know, whether it's like trauma that they needed, like, um, to work on or like healing from these things so they can be like happy alone and then find someone to enhance that happiness with, you know what I mean? And maybe what would be like a better relationship for them or somebody who was better for them. Mm -hmm. So I always think there's like a positive and a silver lining. It's definitely hard to see it. And I think everybody has like their own journey, but there's always like, you know what I mean? Something positive you can take from like a situation if you like look at it the right way. Yeah. And it's like definitely easier said than done. So like I can sit here and say, I'll, you know, give you this information all day long, but it's like people don't really receive it well or believe it unless they've experienced it. Um, so I kind of want to give my own story because, you know, this isn't coming out of nowhere. Um, you know, I remember being consistently, consistently being in relationships, like relationship after relationship. And I never was really cared about them. I never really processed the breakups because I always ended up like losing interest or there was always someone new that came around until like a really, you know, big one hit, like a big breakup hit. And when my like first real love and I broke up and I don't mean like high school or like middle school love, I mean like a first, like your real first love adult relationship. Um, when we broke up, I've never been that devastated in my life. And I was like, oh, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? You know? And I remember being really sad and then like looking at him and like he was sad, but also he was like, okay, because he had a passion. He had his purpose and he kind of just like dove into that. And that was the moment when I was like, oh fuck, like what is my purpose in life? Like what is my passion? Like what, where do I go when I'm feeling alone or in these moments and so I started praying to God and I was like I'm ready to receive um my purpose or I'm ready to receive some sort of direction um or guidance and like where I'm supposed to go and I prayed about it like every night for a couple of weeks and slowly you know God started unveiling that like hosting and production and all of these things started coming to me um out of nowhere but that's when I realized that like this is my time to be single this is my time to figure out like what my calling is or at least go into the direction i was never i was in these relationships so busy you know filled in these relationships that i didn't really you know stop and think about oh where am i supposed to be doing where am i supposed to be headed like can i even hear god telling me what i'm supposed to be doing next and it took that breakup for me to um ask and seek god to guide me into you know the right direction and i would have never 
experienced this had I not sat with my thoughts and my emotions and like accepted being single and, um, you know, really understood where I was supposed to go next. And the thing is like being single is really like a state of mind, right? So it's like, it depends how you see it and how you take it. Like if you go into, if you're single and you're thinking like, this is the worst thing in the world. I'm so alone. Nobody wants me, blah, blah, blah. And you're just sulking in, in those emotions, those thoughts. You're not going to be open to receive um, guidance or be open to different experiences in life. But if you take it with a different state of mind and a different approach and you're just kind of like, okay, this is time for me to focus. You have your whole life to be in a relationship. Like, And I know that I'm saying this and someone might be listening and they're like 40 something. You still have your whole life to be with somebody. It's not the end of the world. I think that like when you do get those moments of actually being alone, those like selfish moments in your life, like take it for what it is and enjoy it and like enjoy your own company and enjoy um, being able to do what you want to do. Enjoy being focused on only yourself and your body and your health. Like this is all positive. There's nothing bad about not having a date on valentine's day like just remember that when people are posting all their valentine's pictures like you're really just you should be celebrating um having this like time to yourself because again like you have your whole life to be in a relationship or with somebody yeah i think people also like try to find themselves in other people and like you should strive whatever it looks like for you what that like almost perfect like there's nothing perfect like relationship is and like to basically like find yourself and have your own happiness and your own life and then like god willing then like meet somebody who you can share that with and then your two lives come together versus you only find yourself in someone else you know what i mean you should like yeah try what is your purpose what are your passions you know what i mean you have to remember, like, I just want to put that, put this out there. Like these days, like Valentine's Day, like these are like American or Western like holidays. And they, you know what I mean? Take what the sentiment is for, which is like love and like gratitude or whatever, with the real deep meanings of it and find that in other places in your life, whether it's within your family or within your friends. I mean, that's why people kind of like did a spin off of Valentine's Day and did Galentine's Day. Like if you have a g- close group of girlfriends, like look at that and see that value and like spend time with them and, you know what I mean, take the opportunity to like be around the people you love and, and not, you know what I mean, think that you're lacking in something or less than because like you're not out on like a Valentine's like date. Like you don't need a day like that typical saying, you know what I mean, to appreciate the people around you and like however they support you and love on you. So like yeah. try to like see that and look at that and I feel like you'll have a more like positive, like happy outlook on, you know what I mean, being sure. single or working on yourself yeah so happy being single day (laughs) happy valentine's happy galentine's whatever you're celebrating um lena and i are sending you guys so much love and um yeah have a great weekend we'll have a cute youtube video out for you on oh yeah we have we have we produced and directed a really great video um for one of our clients we're not gonna say what or who yet you'll see it when it comes out but um, enjoy it. It's going to be out on a Valentine's Day. So you can sit at home, grab some popcorn and watch the video. It's going to be a good one. Maybe it'll give you some ideas. You spoil yourself. There you go. Yeah, we're not going to say too much. because Milana's looking video. at me like you're already telling much. them too much. Um, you're telling them too much. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on the podcast app on YouTube. Um, hit me up on Instagram at Starring Milana. And I'll be back in two weeks. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye.